You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's been way too long. It is Mad Men season. <laughs> You're excited, Phil. Episode one, absolutely. The doorway. Ooh. And we'll be discussing part one and two. And two. We're doing them both. That's it. We're going all in. I am your host, Phil Svitek. Joined alongside last season's co-host, John Comerford. Good to be back. That's right. And we have a few special announcements later for you in tonight's yes, episode. absolutely. I'll also, I got to go to the premiere um, of, of, you know, tonight's episodes with the cast. And I actually met most of them. So That's great. I'll, I'll tell so you. we'll be talking about that later in the se- special segment, maybe? That's right. And uh, I won't know. do it from a braggadocious standpoint. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what, you know, uh, some of the fun. Well, I'm anxious to hear about it. That's why I didn't ask you any questions because I wanted to hear it on the air. I know. That's right. Um, now, before we get into it, here's a, why don't we play a fun thing, John? What's that? Well, the fun thing is, uh, so in, uh, in Mad Men fashion, it's all about right. advertising. Okay. So John has an ad. I do, for I us, I do. and I'm gonna, you know, why don't we say how well John sells us on his product? <laughs> okay, so is that, nice, that sounds fair. It's, nice you know, setup. it's a fun little game. So we're doing a quick little bit of business before we get That's into right. it. That's right. Nice. All right. Well, here it goes. You know, there's a fitness industry is booming these days, and there's a huge demand for certified personal trainers, and you can earn a ton of money, like six six figure kind of money. You set your own hours. There's always work, and you're basically getting paid to stay in shape. That now, sounds good. I, I think so, too. So the National Academy of Sports of Medicine guarantees you'll land a job within 90 days of earning your personal training certificate. That's a job within 90 days of becoming CPT certified, guaranteed, or your money back. But you have to visit usatrainer.com today. So go to visit, I'm uh, sorry, go visit usatrainer.com today and get started with your free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, and easy online program. That's 14 days free towards the CPT certification and a potential six-figure income at usatrainer.com. So go there today. So 14 days free. Um, there's no death involved like, like no, Don's not ads. Not not okay, at all. okay. You know what? I might be for this. I endorse this. Yeah, you should check it out. I'll check it you out. usatrainer.com. For, you know what? That sounds fun. All right. Let's get into tonight's episode. Again, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about. There's yeah, um, well, two episodes worth. Two episodes. And, and again, and again um, we've gotten uh, some criticism in the past. What we do is we go up right after the episode. Right. So you're literally getting our thoughts as, you know, right after five, ten minutes That's maybe. Right. So, you know what? Our whole goal is to start the discussion. It's not to conclude it. No, we want so, to start it. We, you know, we encourage you to rate and comment. Yeah. Let us know uh, what you guys are thinking. And, and you know, what your theories are on what they're doing and what they're trying to do. That's right. Or where this show may be going. Uh, let's start with Betty. Yes. Uh, 
we got introduced to a new character of, of Sandy. Sandy, yes. And, uh, you know, we've never met her. We don't know exactly what, what's happening. Um, we get introduced to her at the Nutcracker. Yes. Um, yeah, what, what, what overall thoughts? Your traditional on, uh, Christmas, uh, you know, ballet that you're going to go to is the Nutcracker. That's right. It's a, it's a fun little na- ladies' night out. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. They all, yeah, all the all the guys stayed home. I mean, what what I love about this is that there's you know uh, as even as things are changing in the '60s, yeah. Um, there's still, and now even more so, uh, what the show is showing us. There's the old guard of mm-hmm. what is tradition. So yeah. going to see the Nutcracker, as you said, yeah, it's very, still tradition. it's still tradition now. I, every year, uh, my wife wants to see it, and she wants to drag me to it. But you guys are the old guard. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, not. That's the old guard in 1960. Whatever. I'm talking about now. It's still tradition. Uh, I don't think. My generation's going. No, to I don't think cracker. so. They don't even know what a well, play is. Well, I wouldn't is. be seeing it when I was twenty either. Yeah. So you gain a certain appreciation as you get older, but yeah. um, especially if they have the kids. So. You know, uh, do you, was anyone enjoying it? Apart, like I don't, I didn't notice anybody. They were munching. Remember, they were eating things, so they weren't really too enthralled. Yeah. Because they were eating popcorn, whatever the hell they were eating. That's snacks. The, that's the thing about you know. I think. I think. Part of you know what we're seeing in the '60s um, is a breaking away from the tradition, and obviously, yeah. Mad Men's showing us yeah. that. And I think, for me, I want to get tradition to mean means something you have to do. It's almost like an obligation, right? right? And I feel like you know the the kids of the '60s were the first ones to realize, wait, this is kind of boring. Why do we have to do something that's boring? Mm-hmm. And you know, so so for, again, for me, I feel like my generation going to see the Nutcracker. I'm not. Well, I don't want to do it. Right. And so I think uh, it's it's a. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they're presenting it, you know, with this in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's a, it's always that way because the, the young always never wants to do the tradition of the old. But, but they find their own tradition. Because here's the thing about traditions, whether you like them or not, they continually happen. Each generation creates their own or creates, modifies past traditions. But the reason why we like them is humans like ritual. We like those. They, they happen for a reason. Why do we like ritual? Well, it, I it, mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of rituals that we saw. We saw a wedding. We saw yeah, a death. You know, we'll obviously talk. Exactly. About, you know, we'll we'll, saw, we'll talk uh, at length about mm-hmm. the different ones. But it gives context. It gives order. Uh, and, and, and even though the younger generation, especially here in the '60s, they don't want to. You know, they even talked about the man oppressing them, so to speak. But it, all of us work better with some sort of structure. We, human beings just like it. Even though we, we may hate it at, at the same time, we, we do better with it. So there's something about the rituals uh, that we pass on through generation after generation that, uh, that gives us context and meaning to our lives. Otherwise, it would be uh, – well, and see what they're suffering with when they don't have it or when they don't have meaning in their lives. As you can see Roger on the, the couch with the therapist and, yeah. you know, every, and Don trying to alleviate his anxiety, all that kinds, those kinds of things. Uh, the rituals help us de- define who we are, what we want, what we believe in, what are what we think are the, you know uh, important in our lives, and what we think aren't. Well, uh, this isn't the right term, but uh, you know, almost there's a selection of rituals. I, you know, I'm going to you know the ticket with Betty, right? Sure. So ritual suits her insofar as it benefits her, or it, it, you know, yeah. it doesn't hurt her. Exactly. Now, obviously, her husband understands that. Okay, like I can't get you out of this ticket. <laughs> It's not, you know, that's not how it works. No. And ironically, his I mother, just pay it. yeah, his his, right. his mother is telling him to do the same thing. Yeah. And so it's interesting how he kind of understands that. No, the tradition of a ticket is you <laughs> you get it, you have to pay. There's no, just because I'm, as I mean, he well, he's not even above it, no, as he says. He's not. Yeah. So um, I thought I thought that was an interesting conversation in itself yeah. and 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 uh, presentation of things. Yeah, the, the whole I, I thought it was interesting too the way they came home and 
you know, the guys were here, the gals were there. And that's pretty much their tr family tradition, too, is that they, at some point the girls are going to go off to do their own girl things. The guys will stay home and do their own guy things. Yeah. So that's their tradition to some degree. And that was presented that way. And it's, and it's interesting, you know, seeing, seeing the boys kind of bond with their stepdad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's, I, I think they did it strategically, you know what I mean, to show how, mm -hmm. how um, Betty and Don have really gone. Yeah. You know, since they work together, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Sally, as the oldest, you know, uh, we didn't really get how she feels about this whole thing, in tonight's episode at least. Right, well, you know, she, but she did, what did she say to her mother about the whole thing? Oh, well, you know, it was interesting that uh, Betty was, try was telling Sandy that Sally was going to miss you so much and all this other stuff, and turns out, nah, Sally didn't seem to feel that same way. She was really sarcastic about the way Sandy, you know, uh, you know, when uh, Betty had come home from looking for Sandy, and Sally was being so sarcastic about uh, what Sandy, how, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word? I guess she was stuck up about it. Yeah, so, okay, let's talk about Sandy. Well, and let's talk about, if, if you will, from the standpoint of what fascination does Betty really have towards her? Why? I don't know, unless she sees, I think it's because she sees herself in some way. But look, I, you know, because she was a model and she was going to try this. Remember, they had that conversation about when they were having a midnight snack, basically. Mm -hmm. And she was in New York being a model. And, she, and Betty said, it's not as glamorous as you think it is. Uh, but she, she, so she was trying to help Sandy with the whole Juilliard thing, or at least giving her some idea that there are options out there. But uh, Sandy had, was having none of it because, you know, what? no, there aren't any options. No, you don't get it. I don't want that story. Yeah, but uh, you know, and of course, I, I would guess from Betty's point of view is, are you kidding? You have so many options that I didn't have. So yeah, well, it's it's you know, there's that. It's tough because anytime you, you know, uh, especially when you look at Betty from you know her perspective. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a very beautiful house. Yes. And so you know, I mean, that's what she's kind of chosen, and and it's very far. It's as opposite from the city. I mean, just going to where where um, uh, Betty eventually does go, uh -huh. right? I mean, yeah. they couldn't even make goulash because they didn't have the right ingredients. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. or they might get some sort of you know poisoning or something. Exactly. And as the guy says, like, "Hey, where are you at? There's three rooms. Where do you think I am? <laughs> you know what I mean? So just just yeah. that uh, just the just that whole divide and yeah. that, the opposite of of all that. But, and that was a great conversation with the guy, the last guy that came in. I don't remember his name. The guy was really giving her a hard time. He was riding her like crazy, grabbed her purse, 80 bucks, and, you know, all, all this other stuff, telling her to leave. Uh, but I thought that was fascinating, too, because she was, he was, she was right. She was saying, look, I'm not, I'm not throwing her away. She's not a cast-off. She's not garbage to me, which is what his point was trying, he was trying to say. And I thought she was standing up nicely for that. But then, you know. But then I thought Benny was wrong because she wanted you know, the, the, she wanted the instrument back, but, you know, it was like, no, it's, it's mine. And she was like, no, or he said, I paid for it. Right. Like, okay, whether or not it was hers to sell. Yeah. doesn't matter. I, you know, she had it. Uh-huh. I paid for it. Right. Well, if you believe him, I, I, I think she was just not believing him or, or she just took it anyway. But the guy didn't put up a big snuff. He just let it go. So if he if he did buy it, he certainly wasn't attached to it. But she ended up leaving it anyway, so it's kind of a moot point. And so uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about, I mean, how, talk about a uh, fish out of water. 
element to this whole oh, story yeah. about you yeah. know just that whole wide shot. I love the cinematography, right? You yeah, know, exactly. she's kind of just watch, she looks left and right, yeah. and then, then you know a cab goes by or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's there's snow and things like that, and yeah. she's like, all right, really where do I go? In the frame. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know the the whole you know going to that conversation about you know just throwing away children and the man mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, a, I mean, goes without saying, but very beautifully written. Yeah. What, what did you take away from it? Or, I mean, what well, was it? You know, both parties were coming to it with their preconceived ideas of who each other was. Mm-hmm. You know, they looked at Betty and said, "Oh, you're just just like everybody else. You just we're just your cast-offs and other things like that." And, and actually, and I thought that's why I thought it was great that Betty was saying, "Well, actually, no, I'm here because I do care. I'm trying to help her." Rightly or wrongly, or you know, well-intentioned or whatever it was, uh, she ended up not doing anything. But the point was that, and she of course looks at them and just realize you're just a bunch of flop house kids, and you deserve what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and they pretty just disintegrated into uh, prejudices. Prejudices. Yeah, I mean, I I agree in the sense. I, I it gets tough because you know what, what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of right. thing, and you know the 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 problem is. For me, you know, uh, the whole kind of the 60s movement, it stems from, okay, that there has to be an opposition. They're viewing it like sure. there definitely is an opposition. And, and yeah. uh, you know, and obviously there was, that was in mm-hmm. full fruition. Yeah. But I don't think that's always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think you have to be in opposition all no. the time of something. Exactly. But, but, they're just ready for a fight because they're fighting everything. Yeah. So, you know, and she wasn't, she's, you know, of all people to fight against, why are you going to fight against her? She's not doing anything to you. But he, they're ready to fight. They're ready to fight. I mean, uh, it, obviously, for lack of a better term, they smell weakness. Yeah. You know, um, and that's that's what they're picking up on. They, you but know, yeah, exactly. But again, you're fighting against weakness, so she can't do anything to you. But she's a, you know what I mean? She's a representation of all that you hate. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, uh, it's it's one thing. Here's the thing, right? If if they went into a corporate office, they right. wouldn't have the gumption to, to say that's, that to John. That's my point, is that she's in your lair. There's 20 of you or however, at least four or five guys around, and you're going to go pick on her. Wow, that's really... Well, you're that, showing her. Well, that's 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 when you gain the, yeah, the that's strength I mean. to do so. I know, but you, lo- you look even weaker is my point. I'm sure they don't think of it. Yeah, that but I think you do. I mean, it's like, I agree with you, but yeah. it's certainly you know, you're picking up on a, you're picking on a poor gal. But that's just human yeah. behavior. I mean, the, um, it's it's I, it's really ironic to me that 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 Betty has this fascination towards Sandy. Yeah, spe- I didn't get only it. because I don't know how I'm to interpret the, uh, the the bedroom pillow talk of she's in the other oh, room. Wow, Go rape her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could put a rag over her mouth. Or it's like what is. I was thrown off by that completely. I, I'm really curious to hear what other people have to think, have to say about that, what they think about it, because I didn't quite get what she was trying to do. I she mean, just shock value getting her her husband. I mean, uh, you know, uh, part of it for me growing up, you know, uh, the '60s, right? Uh, everyone always kind of said, you know, the the, the f- liberal sexuality, right? Sure. Um, and so free love, free love, and things like that. And uh, you know, again, I think Betty's in this weird position of where mm-hmm. she's not, she's not quote the old guard, but she's no, not quite she's, the new yeah, guard. Yeah, she's stuck. And I don't, 
was she just kinky? Like I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't what, know. I don't in terms of it. where that stands in, yeah. in, in in this free in this sex movement. I don't know. That's why I really want to put it out to our listeners there because what what the heck was that about? I didn't get it. I didn't get the reference. I'm just going okay. All right, that was weird and interesting. But and I think you know. Uh, so not to you know. Obviously, I'll get more into depth about my experience at the screening. But you know, as I was watching this, it was a uh, it was at the Directors Guild of America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that moment, as I watched, there was a what the moment. You know, and I, and I think yeah. everyone kind of turned to each other. Looking at it. Yeah, because like, that was interesting. Well, so for those who don't know, the Directors Guild of America has this big screening room where they show a lot of movies. They obviously show the premiere there with the cast and crew and et cetera. So that's what was happening. So you're looking around rather than look, you're, in, you're not in your home. Yeah, I'm you're trying to get around to the audience and getting their feedback. And it's like they were all looking at each other going, what the hell was that? Yeah, unfortunately, okay. uh, all the actors were kind of up front. Oh, so you didn't get to see that. I okay. didn't get to see their reactions. But, you know, yeah. um, I was looking towards, you know, because there was a lot of press there. And I was trying to gauge... Is everyone yeah. having the same feeling that I am? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and what ha- I mean, the, the cool part about it, it was, we almost, rather than a TV show, we viewed it as a movie experience yeah. because yeah. it was two hours. Exactly. Um, and you're in a big, you're in a movie house. It's basically a movie house. So how can you not have that experience? You know, and I don't know. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those moments that I just don't know what to conclude from it. I don't know either. I'm you still, know. that's, you know, I, I'm really, send in your comments. Yes, do the, do the, uh, but I will say this, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll, I'll talk at more at length, but it, it, it really speaks to this point. Um, so, the, so the president of AMC, he went up mm-hmm. and he spoke before, yeah. before the show. Before the screening? Before the screening. Okay. And he said, you know, uh, watching Matthew Weiner create Mad Men is like seeing a great piece of literature come mm-hmm. to life. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those moments. I read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't understand everything in the book. Yep. I think it's just one of those things like, oh. I don't get what no, it but is, but I it's, think, it's, I think it's still beautiful in the moment. It's very interesting, and it could be just be pr- provocative. I don't know. But I think there are a lot of times, for me, when I watch Mad Men, I don't get all those references or illusions. I, I just don't. I mean, and, that's, and, and sometimes it bothers me, and sometimes it doesn't bother me. And, and sometimes I think they're so bleak that I go, no, that's just, you didn't, I don't think you translated it well. I mean, it's like, it may be there, but it, it, I didn't get it. I mean, not, not you know, I want to get off this, you know, so, so we don't beat it to death, especially if we're not concluding anything. No. But uh, it's... Yes, there's a lot of subtleties in Mad Men, but this is just one of those things like, okay, you don't, you can't misinterpret rape. It's not like you don't know what rape, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But but you don't know how it's supposed to tie in, and you know what is what is Betty's experience with rape? Yeah, know. you know, obviously uh, Joan, uh, she was. Yeah, we've never we've never overtly stated it, but she yeah. she was raped by. Yeah. By her, so I, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. And okay, does well, that mean is? Random qu- it, what, has she been raped? I don't know, but I, you know, I, again, I'm I'm gonna wait for people to respond to that one because I've already said what I felt about it, and that is, I didn't get. It. Yeah. All right. So there you go. That's yeah. That's, that's as much. As I wish I had more than that, but I don't. That's as much conclusion as we can draw on that. Um, anything else about the uh, the Betty storyline? I think you know. I mean, it's... the other thing I didn't get is why, except for the the what the uh, reference I made earlier, which was that. Somehow she oh, she feels very protective of Sandy, and I think it's because there was that little thing you know uh, that could have been me, and she you know she I, I think at her age when she was modeling she might have wanted somebody to help her out, take her under wing, you know, shepherd her along. And I think that's what she was trying to do. That's my guess. Anyway, did you have any thought why she was so protective of her? I think it's that you, you know I, I agree with you in that sense, and you know obviously the life she led led her to Don, right? And you know she was let down there, and yeah. uh, you know to an extent with Sally. Sally's never really been respectful towards no. her. And so, you know, part of it is she wants she wants to 
She wanted daughter. something like that. That's, yeah, that's because a she doesn't really have that relationship with Sally. I mean, and then she, clearly when Sally's on the phone and closes the door on her mother, I was just like, damn, man. And also, just the way the entire family reacted to a new hairdo. Yeah. Oh, and the son is like, what? What? You you don't admonish that? The kid says, I hate you, you're ugly? And nobody yeah. says anything about that? Yeah, like, hey, that wasn't nice. Yeah. Or like anything? That, you know, you Nothing? Shouldn't... Really? Uh, so. Oh, my God. So, it's you know, what's interesting about Betty is that she's never really had solid ground to walk on. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think yeah, she's I never found, you, you know, uh, you could talk about, we'll talk about Megan, um, obviously at length, but, you know, Megan at least has acting. Right. Obviously. Well, I think you said it earlier, is that she, she, she's between those worlds. She's not old guard, she's not new guard. She, there's no easy ground for her to walk on. There's, yeah. There's no firm ground for her. Yeah. Because I think she's just caught in the middle on everything. I 100% agree. So. Um, all right, so. Uh, and by the way, yes, uh, one of the things that, you know, do go on iTunes, rate and comment, you know, that's, that's how you kind of be part of the conversation, yeah, you know, and, and let us know what's, what you guys are thinking and, you know, also let us know how we're doing and things like that. And, uh, again, with this Betty storyline, it's, and then especially right now with the, with the first technically two episodes yeah. of the new season, there's going to be a lot of things to actually interpret. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're setting up a we're lot of stuff. We're setting up a lot of stuff. So we don't know where all this is going yet. And, we're, and the idea is we're not supposed to know because yeah. they're just setting it up. And, and, you know, obviously that's typical of many shows. Yeah. But a show like Mad Men that's all about, you know, hey, what's your interpretation yeah, exactly. of the art form? Yeah. yeah oh, my. You know, it's, yeah, it's, crazy. it's to the nth degree. Yeah. All right. Um Speaking of uh, figuring things out, Roger, I love you know this was one of your favorite storylines from what I remember last time with with the LSD trip. Yeah, you know, and uh, so is this? Has he found something? Is this continuation? He's just on. Where where has he progressed since then for you? Well, (laughs) well, not very far actually. In my, I mean, I was hoping so much because they were did such a nice job doing the LSD trip last year and how it was opening him up to certain things. And I thought that's what they were making reference to with the door, the doorway. Mm-hmm. Which is the title of this episode? That it was going to continue that, but it seems like it's really opened up as more more questions of of mortality to him and all that stuff, and that how life has no meaning and all that uh, you know you know existentialism or something. That's what it seems to have done. But rather than open him up to other experiences, because he even says that last line. Uh, I know I'm jumping ahead in terms of his storyline, but he says that my mother died. She she loved me uh, for no uh, for. Com- what was it? No, completely no good reason, or what was it exactly? I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was saying that she gave him his last new experience, and now he knows from from this point on, he, all he's going to be doing is losing things. Yeah, which you know, th- so that's where he is. He's talking to a therapist for crying out loud. So, but so okay, is he not taking his own advice that he tells the Don of like no. we we dealt death for twenty five years with yeah. Lucky Strike? You know how and uh, you know how we solved it? We ignored, we ignored it. it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to an extent, at the very least, for, for those 25 years, yeah. for certain, we know that he's ignored it. Now, yeah. with him, it's coming, to, and it's coming head on. Exactly, and he's not ignoring it. By the way, what he said was that uh, my mother loved me in some completely pointless way. <laughs> I just went, what? Now, does he love his daughter in a completely... I don't know. What is that? Did you see love there? I saw it, uh, I saw it with Roger. Yeah. Ah, it's it's always tough with Roger. I mean, there was certainly an attempt. Yeah, it it, it was a really nice gesture. Yeah, that you can't deny. No, but whether or not there was love there, 
Yeah, and you know, I'm curious if Roger can feel any kind of love. Yeah, I mean, I know that other people ask that question. I'm, just, I'm not the first one to do that, of course. But it, you know, I'm just thinking, geez, really, even this doesn't just doesn't you know? But we see that the shoe shine kit or whatever from Giorgio finally makes him feel something, and he even says, "I don't." I'm trying to tell you, I don't feel anything. But I think it, hold, he's so I'll, shut down. So, so, so to that point, though, right? You know what? Mothers have purposes, yes. You know, but yeah. here's the thing: like, uh, if you I'm glad had, you agree. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope my mother's listening. Yes. Uh, She'll be happy to hear that. No, but in terms of, I think Roger looks at the world in a sense of, uh, in a sense of function. Sure. Okay? And so, Very pragmatic in that sense. You know, a mother, yes, she's supposed to raise you. And then mm-hmm. after that, you know, she sends you on her way. And that's the end of her function. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, losing a shoeshine boy, how's he going to get a shoeshine? And I don't mean that in yeah. a... You know, I, I hope you guys are understanding with the spirit of which I'm trying to intend. Because you're saying it from Roger's perspective. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the fact that... Because for him, that's what meant something. That's right. what got him there. through. You know, yeah. he built up that relationship over yeah. the years of, like, mm-hmm. this is the guy who shines my shoes. Yeah. That's a constant in my weird world, you know, mm-hmm. and it serves me a function. Without that function, I have to look do? elsewhere. See, I took it different. I just took it that, okay, that finally something... You know, it was the tipping point. That was the straw. It finally got him to feel something, and it, it was just that because a lot of times, especially in grief, we don't we we don't know when it's going to hit us. At least that's been my experience with grief. My parents died. You don't know when it's going to hit you. you. You're going along. You're thinking, okay, I'm dealing with it, and then something happens, and boom, it all happens. Yeah. And that's what I, that's where I went with that. I didn't. I wasn't thinking so much specifically with the shoe shine. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean. um I think it could be both. And no, I, I I don't disagree. I'm just saying that's where I went with that. But I because the whole time, this whole episode more than more than others that we I've seen, it, it, I was feeling okay. Roger's so shut down. I mean that that's why I was so in, you, you you asked the question about the LSD, and I thought it was going to open him up to more. Yeah. And it feels in this episode, he felt like he was more shut down than usual. And maybe he had to be just to cope because mom's dead and, you know, he didn't want to feel those things or was afraid to feel those things or whatever. So he's, I, I don't even feel anything. He said that, I think he said it twice. Yeah. And then it all happens to him. So and he I, wants the therapist to talk more. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he's entertaining the therapist. That's the thing. And I think, you know, with this episode, you know, they were taking the photos and, and do, they were, you know, with the photograph especially, right? You're solidifying right. a moment. You're still, you, you know, you're kind of trying, trying to, to capture, capture the, the, yeah. the essence of the man and, yeah. and, and put it into... You know, and in, in the grand scheme of things, a place in history, right? Yes. Um, you know, and, and with Don, obviously we'll talk about Don, but, you know, uh, show me the real Don. And so, you know, who is the real Roger? Like, what yeah. what legacy? I think he's worried about, you know, His who, yeah. you, you know, what, what, in that sense, what does he leave behind? Yeah. What has he done for humanity, realistically? Yeah, cause, and he was even talking about the whole thing about the, you know, the path, and you're supposed to get, gain something along the way, and you realize that it's just pennies, and you know, he's not, it has no meaning for him at all. And I don't think he even feels like there is a legacy for him. How funny was the scene when he does get the news that his mother is dead? <laughs> when he's trying to console yeah. his assistant? Oh, the secretary? Yeah, that was great. He's got two drinks in his hand and he's trying to give her a hug. Yeah. He's rubbing her with <laughs> drinks tinkling. That was great. Just, you know, I love Class, that. was great, Roger, man. I love that. You know, and I, I just love the fact that, you know, and it, she she's more upset than him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. partly because she feels like by delivering this news, it's going to be upsetting to him. Which yeah, no, he's, it's he's not. You no, know, because he's so devoid of it. So. Yeah. But then uh, the funeral was even better. Because all this craziness happened, and you get uh, Hazel Tinsley or whatever her name is wants to say the eulogy, and she's all you know, she wants to say a few words, and and then she says some. I mean, some 
I was worried because I didn't know where that was going. As uh-huh. I watched that, I was like, wait, is she just going to uh, crap on Roger? You know? Right. Because it, it, there seemed to be that kind of disdain towards each other. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then she delivers... She said some nice things. You know, yeah. that, that Roger was her favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, the mother's... Right. My mo- yeah, yeah. So His mother... Uh, yeah. What is it? My, my son is my only sunshine. Yes. And of course, that's right when Don barfs. <laughs> Which I, I think I think were the ultimately the feelings of Roger. Because, well, in your mind, what was going through what was going through Roger at that point in time as he's listening to these words, uh, thinking, you know, hey, his mother's dead and she's lived a pointless life. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, really, you thought your mother's? And I don't really know his relationship with his mother very well. But um, that's what you were thinking—that she, she was a, she had a, loved him in a pointless way. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think I think that idea has stemmed to every female relationship he's had. Oh, yeah, yeah, clearly. You know, and the only one that could be debatable is with Joan. Yeah. But well, yeah, but, even but that's even, been, you know, he doesn't even have her, yeah, he's so. being consoled by his former wife, and instead of actually, you know, being in that moment, he just hits on her. Because <laughs> all he wants to do is, quote, alleviate his anxiety. Yes. Which is what the Dr. Rosen says. So... So I mean, you know, in terms, I feel bad for Roger. I feel very bad for Roger. And, you know, we 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 saw, you know, Cooper's. It's weird because you know him and Cooper have always were supposed to be equals, right? But they never really were. No. You know, what I mean, the, the the more Roger has continued in Mad Men, uh-huh. the more childlike he becomes, and just the <laughs> just a joke of his former self. Yeah, you know, and you know, Pete Campbell certainly doesn't. You know, he no. doesn't want him or he doesn't take him no. seriously, and. Uh, I think he just keeps seeing the end and saying, what am I doing? What's this all for? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think if Roger was to realize anything, but yeah. the, the beauty isn't that he doesn't know. Yeah. His, his greatest strength in his, is his throwaway lines because yeah. they make others realize something so, uh, so, something so obvious yeah. about the world, but in a way that we didn't know before. That, yeah, they're that, very profound, but it doesn't, it's not like he, he doesn't hear them himself. He yeah, says not, them to other people, but he, does, he doesn't take them to heart. Yeah. That's what I love about him. So, I, you know, and, and it's sad because I don't think that's the truth he will ever realize. No, no, but, he won't. But that's the, uh, what, I, what I like is that is the legacy he's leaving yeah. for other people. Yeah, he is. He's dropping these little nuggets, but not paying attention to any of them. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Very ironical. Let's talk about Peggy, someone, you know, who's okay. seemingly doing okay. You know, yeah. uh, that was a big question mark at the end yeah, of last exactly. season. Well, how was she going to do in the new gigs? And uh, how was she doing in your mind? I mean, it's, to an extent. I thought she did great. Yeah. yeah, She's clearly running the shop, or running her show, I should say, over there. And, you know, uh, great under pressure. Uh, and, you know, I, she looked really capable, competent, all those things. I think a few minor mistakes, obviously, is pointed out to her, like, you know, they need to eat and things like oh, that. Oh, that's true. That's true. But I liked that. I liked seeing her go, well, yeah, that, okay, she's running it, man. So, yeah. you know, that, maybe not the best way, but it, I like seeing her do that. I'm sure she'll moderate that and everything. But I thought it was cool that the way she, she went to task with those guys, her well, underlings. Is she completely becoming like Don? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's her, well <laughs> yeah, that's his mentor. So, yeah. you know, she's, you know, she doesn't, you know, that's what I'm saying. She'll mollify it so that it works better because hopefully she'll see the error of that and say, you know what, I probably could get more production out of them if I did this differently. Yeah. You know, so, and I, you know, she's smart enough to see that, I think. I mean, you know, before we fully, you know, we'll dissect everything, but, um, 
in terms of where this is headed, is she going to be Don's competition? Is wow. Don so is you know? I mean, there's still a big question mark whether or not Don's idea is going to go through for the hotel. Oh, absolutely. Is Don no longer the best in the game? Well, you know, he wasn't on his top of his game last year either. I mean, last season. Yeah, he had a slip up every now and then. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, whether he was or wasn't, he was certainly thought of. Sure, absolutely. And he still is. You know, he's got all that reputation coming with him and stuff like that. But, you know, he, he didn't. Let's put it this way. He may have been on top of his game in terms of concept, but he certainly didn't sell it right. I mean, he, I mean, he didn't really. I don't think he spoke to his audience very well with those Sheraton guys. No. He didn't really get them. I, I think he miscalculated where uh, they were. He didn't speak to them on their level and take them somewhere. He was, they didn't get it at all. <laughs> so, no, they were, they were very... It's too conceptual for him, for them, and stuff like that. So. You know, and, and you know, speaking to uh, Peggy gaining control, you know, obviously she's getting kind of instructions throughout this whole thing. Like, right. uh, you know, hey, you have to fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you need to call this person ASAP and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then when she's not getting the response, yeah. then, you know, she is taking it on. I mean, well, it's tough to it, say. When Cos goes in there and he has all those, you know, considerations about, well, you know, we got to pull this, we got to do that. Da, da. And she was great in that meeting. She's saying, well, no, I know that's how you see it, but I think that's just you. That's not the whole world. And she's, you know, every one of the considerations. By the end of the meeting, she's, you know, he says, look, I don't know how to do that. And she goes, I do. Yeah. And, I mean, I thought she handled that thing brilliantly. Which is mean that she was going to have to. I mean, it's great come that up she, with a new thing, though. That's, all. that's great that she did have the confidence. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, at that point, you have to fall on your sword. You, you, you know, what I mean, you've shot down because you know, uh, in in a writer's room, yeah. in Hollywood, you never want to shoot down somebody else's idea without having a better one. Yeah, at right. that point in time, now it's a very ballsy move, mm-hmm. since you don't even have a nugget of yeah. what the hell you're going to do. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be, you know, when you say, hey, here's my idea, and people are like, eh, I don't know if that's really yeah, yeah. better, mm-hmm. you know, but you're like, no, 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 let me show you. Yeah. But when the fact that you have nothing, yeah, that's, that's a scary tactic. That shows uh, a hell of a lot of confidence in herself, though. Let's talk about, it. I, also, you know, her, her getting confidence. You love the scene when uh, they're presenting ideas yeah, the, to her. Yeah, the quote, three ideas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I did. I really enjoyed it. What was that. the exact quote? It was, uh, they're not three ideas, they're three variations yeah the you're, same you're walking over the same territory yeah i thought that i thought that was great and uh those poor guys were like <laughs> oh balls yeah and when you you when you come at me with ideas like that it looks like cowardice <laughs> such a such yeah. an online it is yeah it was great man um you know and, and what i liked was you know, as she's kind of morphing into this Don Draper right. in a female form, um, it, it was such a just the way it was shot and, and music and things like that. When when the dude, when her boyfriend, her boyfriend, is, is with he's got the headphones, headphones on, and he's you know bobbing you know, his head. Yeah, exactly. I thought overly done by the actor, yeah, but you know <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, unless I don't know what what could yeah, you tell me I, what music that was? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. I. W- what I love about Don is his discovery of the world. You know what I mean? He always finds a solution. Elaborate there, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, you mean through the world he finds solutions for the ad? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's very typical of... Uh, yeah, but it didn't work this time because it was... I mean, that's For Don it didn't, but for right. her it did. Yeah, her it did, right. I thought you were talking about Don. No, no, me. I'm just saying that's how, that's how Don kind of figures sure, out things, absolutely. right? It, yeah. it, go, it goes back to the typical, you know, I think, uh, right? Einstein said if you want to figure yeah. out a solution, you know, just, just do something else. Yeah. And so Don's always kind of done that where uh, at the last moments when he couldn't solve a problem, you know, he just finally relax and be like i'm giving up or yeah. i don't know you know and then it would present himself yeah you know when he'd gain some insight into the world and that's what he'd bring into the app sure and this is what peggy right did. clearly did yeah you know and, and, and again was, everything the way it was shot mm-hmm. music uh her acting in right. a sense what was nice is that, you know, given that he may have overdone the head bopping but what i liked is that she just saw that and you just saw something pass over her where you went oh got an idea but she didn't learn what it was until you know later yeah later which was great and then i thought that was a nice uh, um, good transition into what she saw i just thought it was a nice way it was a good payoff for me that she had seen this outtake and that's how they used it and i just liked it i thought it was done well. it, was, it was a nice reveal and uh, it was funny so so he, he finally comes new year's eve yeah, exactly. the guy she's been trying to call forever yeah, and like hey, up. clearly you're working too hard yeah yeah um and why do you need me? Yeah, exactly. You got it all figured out. You do crisis as well. Yeah. Yeah, which and, does. And that line to me, you know, that's when I knew. I was like, okay, Peggy is the new Don. Right. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was... Let's let's speak to this, the fact that she still keeps in touch with the her old office. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. But yeah. not anyone important. No. I mean, you know, well, I don't, not to be little. Yeah, not that, yeah. But not the higher up, so to speak. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love how he's listening to mine and, you know... He, he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I thought that was great. Yeah, well, that was terrific. That was good. You know, and, and so I'm I'm interested to see how that develops. The fact that she still has that relationship, you know, yeah, because you know Don messed up that because he couldn't keep her, right? And it's interesting that she doesn't keep up with you know him, right? She, you know, not that I don't think Don. I don't think he really cares. Nah, well, I mean I he know. might. He de- well, we remember they they even showed that in the coming up, not the coming up. Sorry, say previously on. I didn't get I didn't get okay. those because at the well, screen. he talked about they showed him having that conversation with Peggy about how she's moving on, and she, and he goes, "That's it. You know, it's what happens. You help people, and then they move on." Uh, and he goes, and she says, "Don't you want them to?" Because it doesn't even dawn on her that that they, he doesn't want that to happen, and he, he Don doesn't. Yeah. So. Because that's tradition. Yeah. You know, and that's that's not... What, yeah, he doesn't want that. Um, so, yeah, Peggy. Peggy moving yeah, on up. Great time. All right, let's, let's, we'll talk about, let's talk about the real Don. Oh, my God. First off, the real Don's dead. Real and, Don and, is dead. And, so. you know, it's... And I, I say that facetiously, but at the same time, it is, a, it is a serious point true. in the sense yeah. that, you know, show me the real Don Draper... There's n- there, there is no real Don Draper at this point. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a simulacra. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's what he ultimately is. And yeah. he, he doesn't even, you know, he's he's a represent, he's trying to represent something yeah. that's supposed to represent something. That, yeah. It's just the, the, it's a decay of meaning for whoever yeah. this guy is ultimately exactly. supposed to be. And I thought, it, I love that, okay, we started the episode, you know, because we're, we're talking about both episodes, the full two hours. He's in Hawaii when we start out in nice sunny beaches. We end the, the movie back in New York when it's all snow and cold and just horrible. He's reading uh, Dante's Inferno, uh, you know, uh, Journey Through Hell, so to speak. He's going through his own little hell, so that's kind of fun, little metaphor and stuff. I, I just like the, the progression because halfway through, 
who is Don Draper, and he doesn't know. And the whole thing, he's trying to, the whole time, he's, he, he's trying to understand life. You know, he's he asked Jonesy, what did you see when you died? Uh, he, you know, he's trying to put these pieces together. And he even talks to the doctor about, you know, what, how do you feel about having someone's life in your hands? What is that like? And, you know, the doctor says, well, you know, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be trusted with that kind of responsibility. But the whole life and death thing, I don't even think about it. I'm like you in that sense. And then he says, um, people will do anything to alleviate their anxiety. And that's, that's you know, Don, Don has got huge anxieties that he doesn't know what to do with. And he yeah. ends up, you know, sedating himself with uh, women and booze. That's... That's Don in a nutshell. There I mean, you, you know, you're talking about the progression of him in one episode. Talking about the progression of him in, in all these seasons. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't progressed. I know. That's my point. And she even asked that. Uh, what's her name? I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Rosen's wife. I can't remember her name. But okay. So, you, she's, you know, New Year's resolution. They just had sex. And, you know, it's, and she goes, what do you want for the next year? And he says, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't think he can stop. I know. What a weird thing to say in her bed right afterwards. I don't want to be doing this. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Yeah. And, and you know, so I, he I, just can't get out of it. He's in his own little thing. He's his own little journey of hell. He's in he's in the circle. I, the one thing I'll give him credit for actually saying that. Yeah. Because at least then, you know, uh the action in that sense doesn't necessarily have to fall on him. Mhm. You know, and perhaps by upsetting her cuz that if I was a female, that's yeah, a pretty upsetting be, line. Exactly, but she wasn't upset by it, so yeah. Um so it's interesting and uh What's interesting, you know, uh, talking about the progression, Elizabeth Moss, who plays Peggy, yeah. you know, and speaking with her, what she likes about this season is that she's like, she called it, it it's exactly like season one in, in terms of how it feels to me, uh-huh. to her. Okay. You know, and, and I thought that was interesting. And for me, you know, just in, obviously she's seen all the episodes, she's right. filmed them. Yeah. Based off of this episode, what I take that to mean is that Don hasn't grown one no. bit. No. And, okay, there's his ex, you know, we're seeing a lot of glimpses of his ex-wife and, you know, what she's going mm-hmm. through. Uh, I don't know if Megan's, I don't know if her fate is much different. I don't, you know. Yes, she's, there's differences between them. Yeah, How but, different is she ultimately? I don't uh, know. Well, I thought it was interesting that Betty, you know, does the whole hair, Elizabeth Taylor look like, does the whole change. And it's it's just an external thing. And, you know, that's the same way I feel about this, the, the whole, what you just pointed With out. Megan. Megan, yeah, it's just an external thing. They look different. They may act different. But to Don, it's still... A woman's just a woman. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, he's just rearranged the furniture, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, he's still Don. And so let me, right, so uh, in Hawaii, going back there, or in, yeah, yeah, going back there with the marriage... Yeah, you know he does. He he does a Meet really nice. Yeah, yeah. He, he does a really nice thing by by attending yeah. this thing. And yeah. what is his takeaway? Does he like? He is so blind to the world in terms of emotion and what what these well, the, these Roger traditions Lee, are supposed to mean. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, and you know the fact that he met this guy. And, you know, there's no meaning there for him, and in, in, in the fact that he met uh, somebody else in an army and stuff like that, because he doesn't put any value on that experience anyway. He's, you know, he has the whole. He throws away the lighter, which meant so much. You know, that's the, that was their connection. He just throws it away. Even whatever the inscription was, et cetera. I can't remember. I have it written down, but I don't remember the inscription. But, but at the same time, again, it, you know, it comes back to him. Yeah. Because he, he cannot escape it. Yeah, he can't escape it. And then he wants to say, he asks his assistant to, you know, you take care of it. Get it back to him. Ah, uh, no, no. He just doesn't want to deal with it. You know, again, any way to alleviate the anxiety. Any way to just stay. It's like, really? Nothing I touches mean, you? 
And yet he's out there on the beach with a guy. And he even tells the guy, really, don't, you, you wouldn't want somebody else to stand up for you? You know, because you might regret it in, in a couple of years from now. And, and, so, and what, what's interesting is that Megan, she, right, she gains something out of that mm-hmm. experience. So, yeah. you know, and ob- obviously through the advertisements, uh, as Don always, you know, Don has this great interpretation of what the ad is. And then yeah. whether or not, you know, that ultimately translates to the consumers yeah, in did, this yeah. world, who knows? But the fact that Don is able to bring this amount of feeling, this amount of... Um, well, that was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, you know, especially because, you know, so, right, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to, let's go to Hawaii. Yeah. And, you know, and it, 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 going back to season one, right, with yeah. the carousel, so she's, you know, she's got that with, with the photos, one of them's eyes upside down. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, which was funny, and I think, I think there is some meaning to there. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, going back to the different photos, you know, we stop on the wedding one. Right. And that's when kind of things, because she was going through the rest of them pretty fast. Like, yeah. boom, 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 pause. And, and, and uh, I, I forgot who asked him, but somebody said, what, what's the story behind that? And he didn't say. He just, yeah. next slide. <laughs> he didn't even go on to that. Yeah. So, so, so but, I, but let's go to the interpretation. So he, he, he has his ad campaign. Remember, he comes back from Hawaii and he goes, I felt something there. I can't put it into words. Which is, that's what he thought. I don't know if that's a first for Don. I, I know. And then we, the next moment, that he has a moment to himself, he's staring outside his office window after they've rearranged the furniture, and he can hear the waves crashing. So in some sense, he's still back there, still wants that feeling. Uh, you know, and then he, you know, he comes up with this ad campaign, which is you know, it, the, Hawaii, the jumping off point. Which is, so I know I'm going, okay, does he just want to be back there because it was so effortless? You know, the, everything he was saying about Hawaii and the way it felt. But here's the thing. I mean, uh What's tough for me is, okay, what did he have on Hawaii? Yeah. Right? He wasn't, yes, he was with Megan, and that was kind of nice, but yeah, he but wasn't he, paying too much attention. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like he didn't even look like he was having any fun, even in Paradise. Yeah. You know, they, all the stuff, that the luau and stuff like that, and Don looks like he doesn't care about any. It does, doesn't phase him, doesn't interest him. And, you know, I mean. I know the, I realized part of it was work and everything, but it was like he didn't, he didn't even, he couldn't even sleep on vacation. Well, he was on work. That, but my, that's my point is where else you can't even sleep on your own vacation when nothing should be bothering you you should be relaxed he can't even fall asleep now let me answer this uh, you know they brought up a point of like well it's Hawaii you know Hawaii is hot this time of year or you know it, it always is you're in New York you know is, that might just be the feeling that you're feeling yeah. as opposed to anything else uh-huh. is that it I mean I, I know. You know. What, but I, I don't Something. what did he gain I don't know, but obviously something affected him there. Dante's Inferno. That's but, the only thing that, you know, I mean, yeah, he, brought but, a, he went on a journey with that book. I well, yeah, but it didn't, I, I don't even look, I don't know that he finished it. And, and what's her name asked about it, but all he said he made me think of you. So I don't know that he gained anything from that either. Who knows? I don't know. But he, did, he was questioning life and death and stuff like that. So I'm sure it was had an effect on him in some regard. But I don't think, I mean, Roger's certainly questioning death to its yeah. ultimate extreme. Uh, well, I mean, done. he asked Jonesy. He goes, Jonesy, what did you see when you died? No. He wants to know, is there something beyond this? I mean, why else would you ask that? I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, part, it, 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 yes, I will agree with this because, you know, in terms of the ad, you know, it's the jumping off point. Mm-hmm. And the reason why there's, you know, uh, you know, paper has boundaries, right? Right. And so uh, he doesn't know what's beyond that boundary. Sure. So you're right in that sense. Yeah. 
Everyone thinks it's a stupid idea. Yeah. I love the guy. I'm like, yeah, I just draw him. Well, and I, I thought it was great that there was nobody in the picture. There's no man in the picture. Because, well, why do, why do you like well, him? Well, I, I, for many reasons. One, there is no Don Draper. Who are you? He's not even there. He's not existent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he just that he likes the sloughing off of the clothes, the the the, the peeling off of the facade, mm-hmm. and, and to be that's true, right? Because this comes yeah. after you yeah. know, show me the real Don Draper. Yeah, he's not here. Yeah, exactly, he's not existed. He doesn't can't exist. see it. Yeah, um, so, you know, you're correct in that point. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, okay, why don't we talk? You know, um, why don't we talk about Megan for a bit? Okay, you yeah, know, and, sure. And, what is his reaction to she can you know she's kind of up on the up and up as an actress but he's not really liking it no and she you know she's why, frustrated why, the disdain? why i don't i i think you know and again this is a complete speculative speculative comment i he likes it when the women in his life uh, derive their uh, worth from him but that was betty what's that that was betty what do you mean betty did that yeah and what did it gain him ultimately? No, I don't think it gains him anything, but I think he kn- that's what he knows. So this is something, something, because then they don't need him. They don't, you know, you know so what, you know. I, I'm, again, I have no idea where this is coming but from. The, that's the only thing I could yeah, guess. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't think he likes the fact that that's not in his control. Yeah. And, you know, and what's interesting, you know, uh, so they come back home and, she, you know, she gets Oh, her. by the way, if they do only have their worth through him, he, it's... He, it's disdainful. He doesn't like it. You know? I mean, it's a classic thing that a lot of people do. Like, well, that hey. was Betty. I, that's my point. Is that it's the, he's his own worst enemy in that regard. Is that he hates it, but he also, you know, but hey, you should. But I hate it when you do because I resent you. Because yeah. you should have your own life. Why, you know? But don't. I mean, that, that's what he does. He's a very confused man. Yes, he is. He's a silhouette of a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they come back, and, you know, uh, ironic, you know, so we're, we're speaking to the point of how, you know, he found paradise, right? Right. Uh, whereas Megan is like, oh, I should have stayed home, you know? Because, because, yeah. Because, you know, I could they, have done more exactly, and things like that. Exactly, they work here, and, yeah, whatever. Um, but she enjoyed it while she was there. She did. She and loved it, it. She loved it, and uh, it's She also, says, I don't want to go home. It's also great to see um, Don's reaction to her becoming this actress right so yeah. Up, like, oh my god we love, you know and can yeah, we take a picture yeah, and things exactly, like that and yeah. john and i was like oh. yeah and then well in his reaction when when they're home and she says i have to work she wakes him up and she says i gotta go in they get and they have another job for me they want me here on this day and stuff and he, what can i do i'm married to a famous tv star yeah you know and there you know he was it was not quite complimentary that's how it seems though that's how megan took it but it seemed a little bit you know sarcastic as well you know it's funny i mean uh this is kind of to a degree, been been a constant, but um, you know it's ironic because you think of actresses, right? And um, they kind of make their own schedule. To a degree, right? When, right. when, they, when they don't have a job, they can kind of do whatever sure. and things like that. Whereas it's funny that Don, who's in this corporate world, yeah. can make his own schedule yeah, as he so pleases. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll show up. When, you know, yeah, I, I'll sleep on there and yeah. I'll cancel this, change that. Yeah. So uh, really interesting how you know again just just lack of meaning. And uh, importance to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it is. He's really striving for having anything have importance to him. Let's talk about, you know, he's, uh, he's, um, you know, the guy comes for his camera, right? And, yeah. he, you know, he, he, he pauses to, to try to see what Don's talking about. Right. 
and appreciate that real beauty. Yeah, and because he wants to see the man that he doesn't know yet. Yeah, and I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, how Don was kind. I think my interpretation was that Don was taken aback by it a little bit, like when when he noticed that that he was being watched. Yeah, yeah, he didn't notice that. Then when he realized, oh man, he heard that. Because that's that's not a face he wanted to show his neighbor just yet. Yeah. So, but I love what he was saying about the thing. You know, why are we trivializing the word love? And you know, you know, that, that, you know, that's love is you know, it's not domestic. We want something to jolt us. We want you know, uh, we want eros and all that other stuff. I thought that was great stuff. And that's what he's looking for. Yeah. All these Tristan, they don't mean anything. Uh, it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um. But I, I, what was the reference for the why a camera? I can't well because uh, it's because of the whole thing about you know the reflection like, of who you are and yeah I mean it, it could have been anything but they chose it to be he wants a camera well, wants to give a camera I think camera's been a constant you know for Mad Men through this whole sure, season I mean, and I think uh, it captures you in the granted, moment it's photog- I mean it's, it's advertising all that other stuff I get that part you know it's history it's right. things like that and um, you know and and again going my favorite moment of all of Mad Men has is that speech at the end of season one we was talking about you know moments in the carousel and things right. like that and i don't know for me if i'm to interpret don draper he wants some sort of feeling yeah you know and and, and uh and memories and things like that and he has so many but he's blind to them yeah so uh, and, and even if they even if he saw them they he would in some way demean them uh or devalue them i think is a better way of saying it that's right so. um so you guys as fans may remember um, our friend Mike August from yes. Chicago. Mike. Mike August. Um, so here's, uh, you know, he, at, at the end of every episode, for those of you who don't know, Mike August sends us, um, he's a friend of AfterBuzz, and so he sends us, you know, kind of... His thoughts. Thoughts and slash interesting points. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, to share them with you. Um, as a tie-in to Leica Camera's reference in the episode, uh, famed Life magazine photographer David Douglas Duncan's Leica M3D-2 used to take iconic photos of the Vietnam War, recently sold for about $2 million at an auction. Wow, okay. Nice. Um, oh, and by the way, so you know, to that point, you know, as we're entering this, right, we're talking about photographs. Uh, yeah. How many photographs do we have of Vietnam? But they're so iconic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, well, that's that's your interpretation of the Vietnam War is right. Is what through these things, through things. images, and you know, if the, the, there's video, obviously too. But yeah. that's that's it's misinterpreted. I mean, just go see Wag the Dog if you don't believe me oh, on, yeah. on you know how much yeah. a picture can dilute meaning. Yeah. Uh, numerous references. <coughs> Sorry, that's right. Getting dry throat here. Numerous references to the cold in the episode, which most likely symbolizes death, especially since there are um, also several references to parents that have died. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that point, we'd be reminisced not to talk about Don Maybe. puking. <laughs> I mean, is, what I loved about the man, you know, uh, when they say, that man never ceases to embarrass himself, <laughs> which I never looked at it like that because he, you know, ultimately, yeah. right? You look at Don, yeah. and he's supposed to be this class act, you know, yeah. this pinnacle of, of the corporate world, yeah. so to speak. And uh, to, to hear embarrass himself, yeah. uh, and, and especially on a continual basis, mm-hmm. that's not something you th- like. Imagine Donald Trump, like that's not what yeah. you think of Donald Trump. Well, I actually, I think of him. I, I think you need to go to somebody else besides Trump. <laughs> All right, fine. Throw him whatever. Throw okay. me. <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. Yes. Okay. So you know what I mean. You don't. Yeah. That's that's not what you're supposed to think of someone as a con- continual embarrassment no. of themselves. Yeah. But that's definitely how she sees him. And I, I would say that there have been plenty of people that see him that way when they when they see he's kind of 
He's empty and, and because he is that way. Yes, you know, and so I th- I thought that was a really yeah nice observation yeah. that I hadn't realized before. And I thought it was great that they actually said it because you don't hear it on the show. Yeah, you didn't hear that opposing viewpoint, and it was said to Roger too. Yeah, so it was you know because they've always kind of been buddy buddy buddy. buddy yeah, you know. Um, so speaking of, of Roger, Mr. Sterling seems to be depressed. Interesting as every other ad on TV today is for a magic pill. Um, of minor to alleviate anxiety, as we've been talking about. That's right. Of minor interest, the Cotton Bowl game between Alabama and Texas A&M that was mentioned was played in January of 1968, and A&M, A&M won the game as an underdog. Okay. I, you know, wow. Interpret that as you will. And with Jonesy apparently dying and coming back, perhaps the episode title, The Doorway, means purgatory between heaven and hell. Okay. No, Mike August is not here to defend himself. No, it's not. But okay, let's talk about that because you know I've never known as purgatory as being a doorway. But that that could be interesting. I mean, that's because I didn't know it was a doorway to something. But uh, yeah, we could interpret it that way, I guess. Sure. I I think. Well, you know, uh, I, I I've seen references to a doorway okay. as a kind of purgatory, not not in the literal sense of purgatory, but yeah. like an interpretation of of bad. Well, let me ask you this. What is, what is your definition of purgatory? Let's start with theirs, so that way, you know, you That's and I can... a place of limbo, so to speak. Neither... place of limbo, but what are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Is it, is it a negative uh, thing? I... Is it a good... Like, what is it? What is it? Well, I, I, I think most people would have a negative connotation to it, but I don't know that that's... Uh, a place of limbo doesn't really necessarily have that value judgment to it. I'm sure it would if you were, uh, you were soul and hoping to get into heaven, because mm-hmm. a place of purgatory would not be a place you'd want to be. But I don't know that it's 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 something well, uh, that uh, hell. Uh, heaven is heaven if you're in, right. It, that's heaven what I'm is a place heaven, you want to go, but then hell is not where you want to go. So it's, places, that's why I don't know there's a value judgment because it's between. It's yeah, neither. but you're trying to attain something, so therefore that's you, what I'm saying. If you were a soul, I'm sure the purgatory wouldn't be a nice place. But in in, in terms of hell, it's not so bad. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? It it's all in relationship. Yeah, but but yeah, okay. Um, so for me. I mean, in terms of, in terms of references, I've seen it in the Prisoner, yeah. Which uh, it's not exactly purgatory, but the, mm-hmm. the idea of the, there's there's a thing called the village, right? And uh-huh. they're kind of quote uh, prisoners in this little village, and you know, there's a doorway that says um, it says welcome, but it's it's um, it's a not a pun, but what uh, it says W E L L, like as in well uh-huh. come, you know, like oh, come I in, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And, and so I've seen that reference. Uh, I've seen it in um, uh, shoot um, the keep talking, John. I'll think oh, of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <sighs> keep talking. All right. I don't know how you're gonna find this so quickly. I'll I'll, I'll look it up online. But no, I mean, they, they, well, they all here's the. I thought it was interesting the purgatory, the doorway thing, because of the Dante reference was journey through hell, because there's that reference there. Yeah, well, tell us about Dante's Inferno, so for well, those unfamiliar. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to get into that because we could be here all night. We don't have time to do that. But, <laughs> but um, I, you know, for me, it was just all about um, Don's journey through hell. Man, I think he's in his own little hell right now. We all put ourselves in our own little hell. Uh, and, and in a sense, Roger's in, if we can, he's either in hell or purgatory at best because he's certainly not thinking there's any meaning in his life either. But what I liked about those two guys, that both of those stories, to me, had such similarities that I'm going, do, do these guys not talk about this? Because they're both going through the same kind of thing. They both seem to be searching for the same kind of answers, or at least 
searching for some kind of meaning, and they're not finding it in anything that they try. I'm not finding it either. So okay. I'll, I'll come back to you next week with the catch of the week. <laughs> All right. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't quite paying attention to you. I was trying to desperately find this. No, don't worry about it. Um, it's... Anyway, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Okay, good. All right. Uh, well, why don't not we... any more than you have already, right? I know. I okay, just... good. How about this? Some, something that hopefully doesn't embarrass me. Uh, you know, let me let me tell you okay. about the, uh, yes, the Directors Guild this. of America yes. and talk. You know, and, and what that was like. Um, you know, it was it was a really fun experience. This, uh, you know, I was really excited to see the right. the premiere of Mad Men. Um, so the cast event. was there. It was Matthew Weiner there and director. Matthew, and... So let's. So Matthew Weiner did speak. He did. <laughs> yes. Um, and. You know, he didn't get into too much. He, he just uh-huh. kind of thanked the crew. But the one thing that he said, like, you know, um, the one thing that he's really proud of in, is despite all social media today and things mm-hmm. like that was the fact that, um, you know, if, if there's one thing you could do is just don't spoil this to anyone before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, whether you like it or not, that's fine. But just, in, you know, let, let everyone them enjoy it without yeah, them being. Go on the journey, you know, don't spoil it for people. And, uh I really like that he holds on to that value. Yeah, you know, in this day and age, as a well, showrunner, it's, it's of a big so show. much better because I mean, I hate that people are always there, everything's so immediate. And I go, yeah, but then you don't allow people that moment. You take it away. You rob them of that by telling them ahead of time. It's like, what do you? Why? And you know, just also in the general sense, it, you know, it decays the meaning. Like, okay, uh, like let's say you ask me a question, right? right? And uh, I just wanted to know the answer. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, in the in the uh, by virtue of Socrates, like, I'm supposed to figure that out, that answer. I'm uh-huh. supposed to ask questions of you to, you know, I'm supposed to attain that answer on my own. Okay. Otherwise, it has no meaning for me. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm with it. <laughs> I, I, it's the same thing I'm saying, though. I'm agreeing with you. I agree. It's just like, what, you know, I just, I don't understand. And I'm glad that he's making that point. Because it just seems like, you know, what, what, so you get to be there first and spoil it for everybody else? Wow, you, is your life that meaningless that you have to have value that way? The good news is I didn't spoil it, I don't think. Yeah, for yeah, no, you didn't. Um, you didn't for me, because so, you could have. I could have. Um, you know, uh, it was inter- you know, he made a, it was funny because he made a joke. He was like, all right, everyone needs to turn off their cell phones, pretend like it's the 1960s, except if you were a doctor. And yes. you'll know what that means. Which, That's right. You know, was a, yeah. you know, we didn't know what that the meant. service called Dr. Rosen. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't understand what that meant initially, yeah. but obviously, looking mm-hmm. back on it, we, we got the joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was just... Uh, in terms of his speech, he was just very thankful. and um, Yeah, he's always very gracious. I heard him a couple months ago. He's always yeah. very gracious. Um, okay, so so uh, John Slattery, who plays yeah. Sterling, right? Yes. So um, I'm talking with Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, so John, John's going by. Mm-hmm. And he is just as funny in real yeah, life as he is. Because, uh, you know, Elizabeth was hungry, right? <laughs> and so he's like, here you go. You want, you want me to put it in your purse? What do you, you know, he was basically offering, because <laughs> he had his own plate, and he uh-huh. just wanted to kind of give it to her. So, yeah, every time, like, you know, I didn't fully get to interact with, uh, you know, um, with John all that much. Uh-huh. We had about a one-minute conversation, um, you know, later in the night. Uh-huh. But every time I saw him pass by and stuff like that, he was saying something funny. Slattery? Yeah. yeah so he's, he's very always... true to his character. Yeah, and, um, he's very sharp. There's, he's going to direct two episodes this season. Nice. And he directed, uh, I think he directed two last season. Not more I, I know he did at least one. I, can't I think he directs episode seven? Oh, seven okay. or eight. One okay. or the other, I Got think. And, uh, and then he didn't say which one, which I think is at a... Might not, you know, it could be the penultimate, it could be the finale, so who mm-hmm. knows? That would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, uh, Elizabeth Moss, by the way. I, yeah. 
she, you know, they're, they're all great, but I gravitated towards her the most. I mean, her mm-hmm. and I, I think, had a, almost a 10-minute conversation, which, you know, especially at these things. It's, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, because they have so many people vying for their attention. Exactly. And, you know, uh, it's really the first time that the cast is kind of seeing each other again, you know. Right. And even though they're they're obviously working on the show, to a lesser extent, they, if they're not in scenes, they don't get to always interact. Mm-hmm. So, no, they don't. And, know, and there's because the, the hours they're working, they don't really get to spend a lot of time together. Exactly. And so, you know, this was kind of their time. So, you know, uh, she was really great. And in fact, uh, we're working on getting her here because she, you know, she loved this whole concept. Because what was nice is we were having our own mini after buzz. Yeah. You know, just on in that, that conversation. Episode, yeah. You know, so it was great. Um, and she's just full of enthusiasm. So, uh, again, what I, what I gravitated towards the most is that she really felt like this was. This was season one. And she mm-hmm. meant that in the best of ways. It wasn't like, oh, we're just repeating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, she meant it like, you know, how life can be cyclical and mm-hmm. things like that, but, but still new in, in some sense. Um, John Hamm's uh, directing season six, episode three, The Collaborators. Okay. Yes, John. What about John Slattery? Do you have any info on that? Oh, John Slattery? Yes. Yeah. John, oh, one sec. Yeah. Uh, y- yes, John Hamm, if you notice him, he's now an executive. Yeah, uh, he's a producer. He's a producer on the show. Yeah. Um, which is nice for him to to, to, to see that, that you know, and you could, you know, from seeing him and the way he just, I mean, he is. What's funny is that he is like Don Draper, where he just commands a presence, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, I I spoke to him. Um, I I went up to him. He's very much like Don Draper, like I how are you, and respectful, nice handshake, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we we talked a little bit. He's like, oh, thanks. You know, but but again, just in a Don. You know, not in Don, like, because uh, I don't think Don would be respectful. Uh-huh. You know, whereas John obviously was, but in a, a very kind of straightforward, okay, wh- you know, what do you got? What do you need? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And just to the point. Mm-hmm. So, um, January Jones, uh, she was there. Uh, you know, she was kind of hanging out with her friends and things like that. So she was just trying to enjoy the night. Right. Um, uh, Christina Hendricks, she was yeah. there with her husband. Uh-huh. Uh, she. I'm trying to I'm trying to say something about her looks. Um, not that it's a bad thing. Uh, she she looks. The way you see her on TV is not right. the way she is in real life, and I mean that in the best of ways. Okay. She's more she's she's more beautiful in person. Wow. Okay. If I can say it, you know. Yes, you can. You just did. Um. Who else? Oh, uh, the little kids are great. Oh, I met I met you know you Sally, met Sally. Sally was there. Nice. Uh, you know the the little boys. Uh-huh. Um. Even um. Even Sally's friend was there. Okay. So, you know, it was great. I didn't get to really interact with them, you uh-huh. know, because, um, you know, they were basically, especially the young ones, they were walking around with their parents. So, uh-huh. you know, I didn't want to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, be a creeper. Yeah. Get away from him. But, you know, they were having lots of fun. So, um, you know, overall, a really fun night. And, uh, you know, I, I was said. Campbell there? Pete Campbell? <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, um, Carthage. She, he was there. Um He's a bit of a more of a jokester than, than I expected. Yeah, he was. I remember on the set, he was much more of a jokester than you would expect. You know, um, so different, and not in a bad way. Just, yeah. just not what I. You know, it's it's not the t- typical Pete Campbell that I yeah. expected. Um, Matthew Weiner, uh, you know, we talked. He, he's what I like about Matthew Weiner is that he really is humbled. As, as successful as he is, he's really humbled by the whole experience. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, you know, I told him like, hey, great work. You know, really enjoyed the episode. You know, not that you invited me, but, you know, thank you for letting me be part of this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, th- you know, no problem. You know, I'm glad you enjoyed it, you know, et cetera. So overall, uh, overall, a really, really fun night. Those are good. So, and the food was great. <laughs> so, so. All right, why don't we get into predictions? Oh, man. All right, here's what 
I'll give my. That's, you wanna, yeah, you go. I don't know. So it was. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. No worries. We get it. We're looking up John Slattery. That's right. Happens every now and then. Um, they don't list the episodes for John Slattery. Okay, for no problem. 2013. Thank, thanks for checking, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, what do you predict? Then? I predict that we're going to have a new slew of hosts next week. Oh yes, so yes, I forgot. I forgot that point. Yes, yes. Um, so so, so here's the thing, right? So Mad Men is the the typical um, you know old guard versus new guard, and we've kind of been saying that for a long time. And um, so what's going to happen with with this after show is John and I we love AfterBuzz, and you know uh, one of our goals here is John and I are very much behind the scenes, and we, yeah. but we love hosting. We do, but. We'd also rather give the opportunity to other people. Yes, you know who, whose passion is to be host. John, John, and my passion is to make movies, and obviously we and love to do. The, I mean, we, what we like is providing opportunities for others to come in here and to do this, but who uh, have a passion for it, have the the experience, or at least are wanting to gain the experience, and we want to provide a platform for them to do that. And so that's that's part of our mission, so to speak. That's right. And um and so we're gonna have we're gonna have Catherine back, Catherine Tulich, yes. who you guys remember from last season, and we're gonna have um we I believe Matt Lieber may have joined us for an episode or so yeah, or I, maybe it was a different show, I'm thinking, but there's gonna be Matt Lieberman and uh two people if if you're a fan of Afterbuzz you'll yeah. know them. Uh, Joe the, Braswell who uh is with me on Justified. He's a pleasure to have in that room. I, I think he'll be great here on that. Yes. And Joe Joe Sanfilippo, you know, uh catch them on the walk on uh on the on following. The they do the following together. And they do a very good job. They also do the Americans and Bates Motel. They yeah. get really great reviews. I think you know, uh, they're going to bring a fresh vibe to yeah. the show. Um, it's going to be, you know, it might be we a little bit different. We look forward to them. We're happy to t- return, uh, turn over the baton to them. We look forward to seeing what they bring to this. And, you know, we'll, we'll, every once in a while we'll come in from time to time make an appearance. Yeah, you but, know, but uh, that, that certainly doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that John and I are leaving no, after Buzz, that we don't, you know, that we don't enjoy Mad Men. We, you know, it, it's fun for us. And But yeah. what, what's going to be fun for me is I want to see different perspectives. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, I'm, and I'm anxious to hear what the audience and the listeners have to say about that as well. That's right. And Mike August will, of course, be chiming in via, yeah. via email. Right. And maybe we will. Be, maybe maybe, maybe we will. Fun. You know, That'd be that good. might be a fun little segment. So, um, been a pleasure to speak to you from week to week. So we think it, we thank you for that. That's right. And uh, again, we've we've got a great season to look forward to. And in the meantime, follow us at AfterBuzz TV. Um, that's whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check YouTube. out our YouTube, YouTube, all that. And uh, you know what? We got some fun, exciting things in the works for you guys. I don't want to announce them yet because every time I do, it's just. It just gets slapped in my face and never gets done. No, yeah. We'll, so, we'll wait till we're, we know it's going to happen. That's right. It's going to it's gonna be beautiful. Um, my prediction is Don... Who knows where Don's going, but this ad's, you know, we'll see. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.